Yes, people! Woo! How could we not write coming off one of the most spectacular main event cards? Right? What a freaking card! It really all came together. And people, we're gonna talk all about it. We're talking LFA 97. We've also got the divisional round of the NFL. So this is one episode you do not want to miss, people. Let's up jump the boot gate. Let's go. Okay, people, so the action got underway on Friday night with LFA's first card of the year, you know, getting things started, and they did it big, because the light, the lightweight title was on the line, you know, they had Nick Brown go up against Arthur Estraviles. So this fight was meant to take place, um, I think, in December, right? But because of, um, you know, COVID, one of the training team got it, so the fight was rescheduled. It got to kick off, uh, you know, the 2021 schedule, Right, and listen, we talked about Pat Militic on Friday, but, you know, joining Ron Kruk in the booth tonight, yo, two very good, you know, deputies, we had Alan Jaban and the always great Laura Sanko, so, um, yeah, you know, there was two prelim fights which unfortunately weren't shown, um, but we did get we you know, a seven fight main card, you know, which yeah that's decent, right? And everything got underway with um the sole heavyweight fight of the night, and we had Thomas Peterson against Kimo Louise, and they built this one up, right? Build it up. But it was all done. <laughs> it was all done within seconds. There's literally with the first, whew, first shot Peterson threw, you know, a solid heavy jab down the middle. Louis goes down and it's over. <laughs> and it was just like, you know, you're just watching thinking, okay, let's get, go wait, what? <laughs> That's it? God damn. You know, so Peterson moves to 3-0, and oh, and, um, yeah, all those other upcoming heavyweights are probably thinking, hmm, gotta be careful, 
Maybe I, I, I'll hold off on that fight. You know what I mean? God damn. Right, so we then dropped down to the welterweight division and we had Joe Bershing against Josh Quinlan. And um, yo, this fight, Bershing, he's you know coming off the first back-to-back um losing streak of his career. So you could tell he wanted to uh, right the ship, you know. Quinlan, he's unbeaten, so of course he wants to keep that O. Right, and um, I think you could see that, right, Quinlan, he's, um, you know, powerful, stocky, and he was looking for that big shot, Borshing, I mean, Borshing, you can see Borshing likes to scrap, right, Borshing likes to scrap, but he's got this weird herky-jerky style, which at the beginning, I think it did had Quinlan a little bit confused. Just because, listen, if you're used to that orthodox approach, right, guard up, shooting down the line, all of that stuff, right, Borshing, it's not what you, it's not the look you're seeing in the gym, right, and he was able to utilise that. You know, I think something that did, you know, I think it, it, it did prove an issue for him, is he did a a step to the side body kick a lot, which was working for him. But the issue was he he didn't follow the kick up. He he looked at his work too much, you know, in that regard. Because I think after hitting that body kick, you know, come with a hook overhand, like you know, one two combo, something or another kick, mix it up. Because, you know, there was opportunities. But, yeah, he, he, he would let them go all the time. Oh, but um, he was able to get a takedown in the first round. Was able to get that takedown. And, um, you know, you're thinking, okay. But Quinlan, boom, hits that reversal. And then starts dropping ground and pound. You know what I mean? Oh, man, you don't want Quinlan on top of you dropping pound and pound. You feel me? God damn, that that wasn't great. You know what I mean? It wasn't great at all for Borschling. Right? So, um, yeah, you know, eventually, um, you know, Borschling was able to get back up. And they got back into it. Right? Got back into it. But, um... Yeah, like Borshing, like Quinlan just had those cleaner shots in that first round, right? Cleaner shots, and um, he probably won it. Going into the second, though, I think Borshing might have won the second round. Well, no, he, he didn't. But when you're watching the fight, you kind of thought he might have, because he was seeming to come with the more, the more pressure. The more pre- that's just not good English, is it, people? No. Ugh. Oh dear. But yeah, he he was pushing the action a lot. But Quinlan does have those heavy shots. Does have those heavy shots. So, you know, going into the third, right? Quinlan's up, and I think that's the thing with open scoring. You do know what what the situation is coming into the third. But this fight. It didn't matter. Didn't matter because Quinlan, 
he wanted that finish, and he's pushing forward, and he's landing these leg kicks that, god damn, they're so freaking powerful, it's like, Borshing's nearly going down, he's nearly taking Borshing's legs out from underneath him with these kicks, you know, which you're just like, what, what is happening here, right, so, um, yeah, like Quinlan, he, he, you think he's looking for a finish, right? But Borshing, he's not done. He does need a knockout. And I do kind of feel Quinlan was able to come forward the way he did because he wasn't worried about the power. He wasn't worried about the power. And he hadn't seen anything from Borshing to think that Borshing was able to get him in a situation where he could be in trouble, right, but Borshing did come with some, you know, with, with some good, um, good shots, he gets a takedown, gets a takedown, Quinlan, though, he's looking for the Kimura, uses it to reverse, gets on top, into mount, right, into mount, then side control, and he's dropping these brutal elbows, gets back into mount, and he just continues the onslaught until the referee calls it, Ooh, good win for Quinlan, so from there, we uh, we go to the uh, featherweight division, yes, so we add Jordan Mapper, Against Michael Stack, and um, yo, with this one, right? So, Ink Mapper, yo, he um, Mapper had an odd style. He had another another cat with an odd style, not as odd as Borshing for sure, but yeah, a little bit different, right? And. Yo, he, he was um, doing well to start off with. He was moving and hitting. But, uh, yo, Stack. Man, Stack was really utilizing those kicks early. Utilizing the kicks early. And he, he was just pushing forward, applying that pressure. And I think the it's the pressure that's kind of... Working to his advantage, right? Because you know, Map is having to move a lot, and um, yes, yeah, Stack he finally gets a takedown in that first round, right? Finally gets it against the fence, he can't hold it for long, right? Can't hold it for long, but Mapper then attempts a jumping knee, and you know. Stack uses that opportunity to take him down again. Take him down and finishes the round dropping elbows. This really seemed to, you know, just take it out of Mapper a little bit. So in that second round, you know, Mapper isn't moving the same, right? I don't know if it's... um. You know, just the wear and tear of things got to him or maybe gassed out a little bit. But, you know, Stack is able to land heavy shots early, gets a takedown, right? Which he got the takedown a lot easier than, you know, the attempts in the first. 
right? So he's dropping some ground and pound, right? Now, Mappa's throwing a bit from the bottom, but the problem with that, you're throwing from the bottom and you're not trying to get up, and Mappa really needed to get up, right? Because Stack, he was just continuing uh, the pressure, Right, and when um, you know, Mappa eventually gets up, you know, Stack just took him back down again, took him back down, gets into mount, and he's got a good top game because every time Mappa would try and change position, try and scramble, Stack just rolled with it, rolled with it. So he then had the back, right. Had the back flattens, flattens Mapper out, and just continues to rain down shots until the referee jumps in. Whew. So we then jump to our um, ladies' fight on the main card, which is a strawweight clash between Kelly D'Angelo, the Invicta veteran. And loveth young, right? So, um, man, this fight, right? Because look, we've seen D'Angelo, and yeah, she's got a good all-around skill set. Young, I think you could clearly see she's just all about that power, all about that power, and D'Angelo's trying to mix it up at first, you know, trying to mix it up. Throwing in some, you know, kicks and everything like that. But, you know, Young is just looking to land that power. Looking to land those heavy shots. You know, he said, oh, some of those shots she was hitting were just, man, they just, you could feel them through the friggin' screen. You know, it was brutal. Again, yeah, there's a point she steps to the side, her voice D'Angelo, and then just comes with a counter right. And yo, man, you, you can see like D'Angelo's is like, oh, what the hell is this power? This, I don't want this. This is crazy. So she, you know, D'Angelo is looking. You know, looking for a way to to change it up. She tries for a takedown, can't land it. Right, can't land it. Is and Young is just continuing with those big shots. Man, it, there's some back and forth, but yo, you know, you could tell D'Angelo is really looking to um, yeah, get this to the ground, like change the parameters. Of the fight. So we go into the second. And they're exchanging right away. Right. And they both. Both come out of that exchange. Bloodied up. You know they're both cut. Right. Now I, you could see that. It kind of just charges young up a bit. Right. Which is just like oh god damn it. So D'Angelo shoots. Young stuffs it. And then stuffs the reshoot. And that's an issue, right? She follows it up with a big combo, which hurts D'Angelo. D'Angelo is visually hurt. 
and young now smells blood. She follows it up with several big shots to the body. And every time she hit, D'Angelo just wincing. Just wincing. Right? So then Young moves to the head. Huh. Moves to the head with, uh, man, just another couple of big shots. And um, she hits her with a hook and D'Angelo goes down. That's it. Referee calls it. It's the end of the fight, and boom. <sighs> Love with Young. You know, she, um, yeah, comes back from a first loss and comes back in a big way. So, uh, you know, we are now in the feature fight. We've got um, Guamero Santos against. Kumala Kirk, Kumala Kirk, yeah, in the featherweight division. Now Santos missed weight coming into this fight. Hey, um, I think it was by a couple of pounds. Never great, right? And don't I don't know if that had a big impact on him, right? So fight starts off and it's pretty, it's pretty even. Back and forth, they're trading blows, right? Trading blows, trading kicks. And, um, yo, Santos, you know what I mean? He, he's doing some big things. Like, he comes with a flying knee, you know? Hits that. And he's looking, he, he's looking sharp, man. He's looking sharp, right? Now, Kirk, he's, uh, you know, he's in there. He's doing his thing. Like, just misses with a big head kick. Right, and um, you know he 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 throws a kick. Santos catches it, and uh, yeah, trips him up, gets a takedown. But Santos, he's not looking to go to the ground. Right, he he wants this on the feet. He wants to do damage with his hands, you know, on knees. <laughs> right, but from that point on, I don't know really what happened. Right, yeah, like you could see that for a minute, for a little bit, Santos, yo, know, he's looking for a shot, looking for a shot, but he doesn't do anything, doesn't do anything, and Kirk hits a big right, then he it's a a front kick to the face, you know, which proof lands solid, you know, follows it up with a right, you know, body kick, and. Santos, he, he's looking, right, but not throwing anything, Kirk follows with a nice combination, hits a knee, a right, man, he, he, a spinning back kick, right, one, two, big right, and you're just like, wait, what's going on, like, Santos, you know, gets hit with another right, he's rocked now, Right, so Kirk follows it up with knees, hooks, you know, doubles to the body. Santos, he goes down. Kirk follows him, you know, hits, hits a few more shots, and then the referee calls it. Man, it it, it was so um, yeah, it was it was definitely an odd one. 
It was like a tale of two hearts. You know, like Santos looked like a different fighter at the beginning, and then it just shifts, dramatically shifts people. It was odd, you know, but yeah, definitely a good win for Kirk. So we're now in the co-main event, right? It's a lightweight clash between uh, Jose Martinez and we have um, Jacob Rosales. Now, Martinez, you know, he, his last time in the LFA, he um, he lost to Dakota, Dakota Bush. But since then, he's uh, picked up wins on the regionals. And, um, yeah, he's, he's coming off three back-to-back, right? So, um, Rosales... Yeah, last time out he challenged for the belt, right? Challenged for the belt at uh, LFA 87 against Bryce Logan, and he came up short, lost the decision in July. Right, so um, man, you you could see that Rosales, you know, he really, man, he wanted to get back on that winning streak. Right, and Martinez, he's thinking, uh, you know, maybe this win gets him that title shot, right? So, um, yeah, this is an odd fight. It was an odd fight, but we saw a lot of heart, right? Rosales, he's like pushing forward, doing some good work with a jab early, and um, Martinez, he's like he's he's got this weird, definitely a weird style, man. You know, like his hands are kind of down, like but to the side. You know, or he's got one hand in front of him. I would say his fingers were out a lot, right? Fingers were out a lot, which is a little surprising that the referee didn't call him on that. You know, but um, yeah. Right, this first round, man, like, Rosales, you know, he, he he's landing some big shots, right, gets a quick takedown, but, um, you know, Martinez is able to scramble, but, you know, Rosales catches him in a front headlock, catches him in a front headlock, which he then, boom, in a flash, switches to a DAS, and god damn, it looked tight, the DAS looked so tight, you thought it was done, you thought Martinez had to tap, but somehow he escapes, somehow he escapes, right, but uh, you know, <laughs> then Rosales goes with a guillotine, which again, oh, he like starts off with a one-armed, then he goes to the, you know, the, the grip. Both looked really tight. Both looked deep and tight. But again, Martinez was able to survive. And when they're back on the feet, yeah, he's a little red. <laughs> Obviously, he's a little red. But he didn't seem to be affected. You're just like, what the hell, son? You got iron lungs? What are you doing? What's going on? But, yeah, Rosales was able to um, finish the round strong. Finish the round strong. And you're thinking, yeah, he's, he's definitely got that round. 
right? So we go into the second. Second round, I have to say, was a bit scrappy. You know, they, they were both throwing and missing and getting in and just you're missing some head clashes. But they were both leading with the head coming in, right? And Martinez, he, he drops to change levels to scoop around and, you know, look for a takedown or just a different entry. And as he goes to the knees, Rosales catches him with a knee. And you're looking at it. And at first, I'm like, wait, that's a legal knee, right? And then I'm thinking, nah, nah, it can't be, right? I, I think he must have had one leg up because the referee standing right there doesn't call it, right? But on the replay, it was a clear, blatant, illegal knee. Now, you're thinking, all right. I doubt it's intentional, but it is a a knee flushed to the friggin' head. So it, you know, it's just like if that doesn't affect, you know, Martinez, I don't know what would. Right? And you know, he he doesn't get up, you know, all stumb like completely out of it, but. You know what I mean? I'm just like, I don't even know, right? It, it, it was a, it's a very odd situation because then in between, you, you hear that, you know, supposedly the commission's going to look at it, but then they're just like, oh, it wasn't a fight ending sequence, so, you know, like it, it, it's not going to change anything at this moment. But then if the corner want to challenge it, they can have that opportunity. Like, it's a, it's a weird one. Yeah, like, it's a weird one. Because I kind of feel in a situation like that, we just take the point, right? Take the point. Because the ref missed it, which... Firstly, you're just like the referee's standing right there. It wasn't like he's across the other side of the, the cage. He's standing right there. So I don't know how he misses that. That's that's bad. You know, but you're just like, you know, it, a warning couldn't be issued or anything like that. And I'm just like, yo, you you got to take the point. Now, there's a moment in the third where Rosales, he... Kind of complains about a low blow. And you do kind of think, hold on, son. Like, it it was a glancing, if anything, right? And I don't know if he actually did hit. Because, like, Rosales just continues. And you're just like, you, you can't complain, right? You can't. You hit a dude in the face with your knee, right? And there's no complaining about, a, a, a you know, a mistaken glancing, you know, potential, <laughs> low blow, what the fuck, son, right, but, um, yeah, third round, third round was another strange one, because you kind of felt with, yeah, again, it, it, it's like Rosales, he became a little predictable with always looking for the right, always looking for the right, and in his other fights, you know he's got other weapons, but in this one, he wasn't mixing up as much, right? And um, so you 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 think 
he's he's looking for this right and he, he's pushing forward and everything like that. But Martinez with this weird kind of style. Anki, it looked it looked like he had more in that third. That he got off more shots. You know, now all the judges, right? The judges did not give it to Martinez, which you did think, mm, that's what. Right? Because everyone seemed to notice it. Right? But yeah, I have to say the judging wasn't the best. <laughs> there was definitely some d- judging issues t- tonight on this card. But um, yeah, no, Rosales, with all the other rounds and everything like that, Rosales definitely did do more. He did enough to deserve that win. But yeah, it was that knee. That knee was a problem, man. It really was. But that takes, it, it, you know, takes it to the last fight on the card. You know, the title clash, Arthur Estraviles against Nick Brown. Now, they've made, they're both of them are, uh, you know, BJJ black belts. Right? So you're like, oh, okay, what's going to happen here? Now, are we going to get what happens a lot, right, where... You know, you've got these two highly decorated jiu-jitsu players. And they're just like, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. And it ends up a kickboxing fight. Or are we going to get to see some, you know, some of the fine art, right? Some of that back and forth, the chest on the ground. Because that, whew, that's always awesome. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> what do you, I mean, what do you expect, people? You know, we, we got that stand-up war for the most part, really. You know, it's very back and forth. No, very, I think it was very back and forth, this one. Now, Brown, he, he probably won it with the grappling. And not grappling on the ground, but his ability to control it on the fence, right? He he went for a lot of takedowns, which Estraviles was able to block and stuff, right? But, yeah, Brown was able to get it on the fence, control it in the clinch for the most part. And, you know, when they're in the pocket, he he landed probably... The better shots. Probably the better shots. He did get a few takedowns. But. Estravides was up straight away. Like Brown wasn't able to hold. Any of them. Or you know. And when, and I don't know if all of them would be called takedowns. You know. Sometimes you see someone getting taken down. But because they're not on the ground for long. Yeah it's not called. Right, so yeah, I think some of them might not have been called, but you know, yeah, it is what it is, right? Um, in the fight though, you, right, you you saw um, Estraviles hurt Brown for sure, hurt Brown. I think it was the third round, right? Lands a big shot after Brown was um, doing his thing, you know. Um, yeah, Estrabinas lands a big shot, and you're just like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. Right? Now, it looked like Brown was out, actually. 
Oh. SUV has landed a big hook. Big hook. Brown. He goes down. Right? But the fence is right behind him. So the fence kind of helps him. Keeps him up for the most part. Right? And Echevinus hits him again. Now, Brown is clearly on cruise control right now. Right? Goes for the takedown. And he's able to tie Estrevides up enough where um, yeah, he he's able to get his senses back to him. Right? And that is big. But you feel that if Estrevides was able to break away, he's probably finishing that fight. Because whew, Brown looked done. Oh my gosh. I, I kind of feel right that he was knocked out. And, and the follow up punch woke him back up. Right? And if they were out in the open, the ref might have called it. Because he might have been fat lined. You know, but the fence keeps him up. Right? Keeps him. Keeps him up and close. So then that following punch. He's able to kind of. Push forward off the fence. And go for that takedown. Okay. And then. Um, yeah. From that. You you then from that. It was weird. Because Brown. He, he gets his kind of senses back to him. And then he's back. Right. And he's pushing the fight. And you think that. Brown probably finished the fight slightly with a bit more juice. Right now, they were both gassed for sure. Because, yeah, they did bring it. Right? They definitely did both did bring it. But, um, yeah, you, you think that, uh, you know, I think in, in those last few moments, Estreviles, man, he just didn't have much left. And Brown was able to just, you know, do enough. To get the decision. Right? But it was a hard fought. Hard fought fight. For sure. Oh man. It was definitely a good fight. To end the card on. You know? And um, yeah. It kind of then. Leads us into. Um, you know. Saturday's UFC card. Right? So that's exciting. Right, definitely pumped. Was pumped. Yeah, I would be pumped for the UFC card. You know, regardless, right? But this, whew, this has definitely got, ah, definitely got things real charged. Uh, Laura Sanko did a really good job. Really good job on the commentary. Yeah, is able to um, fit in a lot of facts, a lot of facts, a lot of information. You know, showed that knowledge base. You, know, uh, you can see that. Poof, I don't even know how many years she's been doing it, but man, working in in Victor, it, it, it's really helped elevate her game, right? And yeah, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised if we, you know, see a, you know, on the UFC booth at some point, right? At some point soon, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it was a, a good card Good card Like, fun commentary from, you know, Jaban um, Crotch and Sanko Yeah LFA got things started right
Okay, people, so it was, what, week 19? I think it's week 19, right? And, um, hey, divisional round. Divisional round, people. It's the last eight teams. And, you know, I, I, what, I did two out of four. Two out of four? It's not too bad. I mean, the other, look, I have to say, right, other two games, well, I would say probably at least one of those games, like, it it was a closer one, right, and there's a few just bad plays that really fucked it all up, but it could have gone my way. Could have gone my way, people. And, um, yeah, that game in particular. So, that's Green Bay against LA. And, oh, right, game starts, you know what I mean? And we see some tough defense on both sides. Both sides. You know, touchdowns denied. You know I mean? So, you're just like, okay, we're in for one. You know, they're both able to get free. So it's an even, even competition, right? Um, yeah, you know, but then in the second, man, that's when Green Bay just, uh, Packers, they, they got tough. They got tough. All right, it was their running game. You know, the running game made some big plays. Scored a couple, scored a couple of touchdowns, you know, um, the Rams, hey, they were able to counter though, they were able to counter and, uh, you know, had a good drive, got a touchdown, right, so you're like, okay, alright, you know what I mean, it's still, still close at this point, still close at this point, right, but another big run gives Green Bay another touchdown. So you're just like, okay, all right, we need to turn this shit around. And, you know, the the Rams, you know, like, they stayed close. Stayed close because, you know, they, they, they just, you know, another solid drive. Touchdown with an incredible trick play to get the extra two points. I mean, that was a slick, slick two point play, which you don't usually see it like that. You know, you, you like love them or hate them, you gotta give it to the Rams for that two points, right? Uh, but. But, you know, I feel what really hurt the Rams, man, it was the sacks. It was the sacks and just the defensive errors. You know, that that, that was the big issue. Because, you know, it was, it was close. But, yeah, it was just those, ah, those irritating little things that allowed Green Bay to, um, yeah, go ahead, you know, and with 
such a big league. I mean, 32-18, it looks, I'd say it looks worse than it kind of was. You know what I mean? I, I, I definitely feel Rams were in it late. But yeah, it's just those defensive fucking four balls. You know what I mean? And, and, and that's the thing that have hurt them all season. Man, it's just all season. It's just been the same fucking thing. But, you know, it is what it is. You know, so I'm expecting some big changes in the off season. And, um, yeah, hopefully they can sort that shit out. You know? Because it is kind of huge that they got to this point. Right? You know what I mean? I would say. Um... So, we then have, you know, Buffalo Bills against Baltimore Ravens, right? And, um, yeah, this one, man, like, Ravens, they missed their first two field goals. Missed the first two field goal attempts. You're just like, ugh. That's that's just not good, right? Not good at all. But um, yeah, the Bills hit their first. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, ugh, oh my days. Okay, but it's it's not a lot's happening in the game, right? Not a lot is happening until the third, until the third, and and that's when. Because both were a bit messy. You know, like both were messy. And then in the third, the Bills seemed to they they found a little bit of consistency. Because let's not front. The Bills weren't great. Right? So the funny thing is, after the fact, Bills fans are going crazy. Like they just put up 50. <laughs> no. Calm down, Buffalo. Calm the fuck down. Right? You didn't. <laughs> you just had a decent third quarter. Okay? Okay. You know, but... Oh, man. Like, I think the, the, the Ravens just... I don't know. They just kind of imploded. <laughs> it was so weird. They really kind of imploded today. Uh, you know, it's just, I think Lamar Jackson, he kept him in the game, and not with the throwing, (laughs) like, the passing game was just a bit trash, It, it really was, you know, like, well, the passing game and their defense, because, you know, they got sacked, you know, a few times, and then, they're finally mounting a good attack, have a good drive, get down to the red, and pff, interception in the end zone. Interception in the friggin', and it pretty much said it all. Said it all of what to expect from the Ravens, you know? Um, and, yeah, it, it, it's just, I think, look... Towards the end, you know, you think, okay, they're gonna, 
They're going to try. They, they, they could have an, one last attempt to turn this shit around. And, you know, they get stopped. They fumble the ball. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. Just, yeah, just mess it up. Just, just let it all fall apart. All fall apart. So, hey, Bills won for sure. For sure, Bills won. But I, it, it, this was more of the Ravens just fell apart. Ravens really fucking fell apart today. Well, I say today. <laughs> it was a day. It was on Sunday. You know. Um, Kansas City, Cleveland Browns. Okay, alright, well, yeah, I mean, it, it was the result I expected, maybe not the score, right, I, I think the Bills have really kind of show improved, you know, they've really kind of stepped their shit up, so, I we have to say hats off to the, to the Browns, you know, uh, Mahone, right, hot steps it into, um, the end zone, right, for the Chiefs' first play, but then they missed the extra point, so it's just like, oh, okay, I mean, alright, beggars can't be choosers, fine, fine, but, uh, yo, at least they're getting a good start, right, and, um, yeah, we see some strong runs from them, you know, so you're like, okay, the Chiefs, Chiefs are looking, they're looking decent, looking decent, and they really... Stretch it out, right? Second, you know, they, they put up 13, so we're like, okay. Ah, it looks like Kansas City, uh, you know, it's the early season Kansas City. That's what we're seeing. <laughs> it, it, we, we won't get another one of these last second turn it all around games, right? So you're like, okay, they're out in front. But then the Browns start to, um, yeah, they start to turn things around, you know. So they 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 get a um a big score, big score in the third, right? And then they hit another one, um in the fourth, right? So you're like, oh, okay, okay, nice, yeah. And it was so it was getting really freaking interesting now. Like, a touchdown is just a difference. Well, no. A touchdown will give the Browns the lead. And you're just thinking, oh, shit. Have the Browns got the momentum to uh, to take this? And it was... <laughs> and it was looking a little close at times. Right? Was looking a little close at times. But... But man, you know what I mean? Like, you know, Kansas get the ball back, and look, Browns are playing good D. They, you know, they've been stopping Kansas. But I think what really showed it, what really showed it was when Mahone bit down on that mouthpiece and just ran to get that first down. Right, that that was the big play in the fourth quarter. 
You know, that really was the, you know, Brown's got the touchdown, yeah, but I think Mahomes run for the first, that was that quarter's big frigging play, because if he hadn't have got that, yo, I think Browns would have, yeah, I think they would have, um, you know, got through and got the win, you know, but yeah, it was, that, that, that was it, man, but, I mean, jeez, whew, hopefully, I mean, I don't even know, I don't really know who I want to win the um, Super Bowl, to be honest, I was going to say, hopefully they, you know, play better next week, I don't know, we'll have to, we'll have to see, but then we, our last game, hmm, Tampa Bay Buccaneers against New Orleans Saints, and coming into this one, it was all the talk. It was Brady against Breeze. Who's the better quarterback? A lot of people were saying Breeze. I kind of feel it's Brady, right? I, definitely, I do feel it's Brady. But both teams, same record coming into this. Same record coming in. You know, so you're just like, how is this going to go? How's it going to go? And, hey, Saints... You know, they, they take that big lead. You know, I, I think, man, they just had that huge run at the start of the first quarter. Right? Huge run at the first of the start. At the first of the start. At the start of the first quarter. And then they sacked Brady. I mean, you're thinking, oh, oh, Saints could be on today. Saints could be on today, but Bucks, you know, they get the early interception and then a touchdown in the second. So, okay, that was a big play, right? That was a big play. Saints do, though, get two big touchdowns, you know, like end of the third. No, end of the second, beginning of the third. Right, that that's that was big for the Saints. Man, that was, that was definitely big for the Saints. But man, I think what really, really kind of stood out was um, the the opportunity the Bucks had. Right, because there there was so much. You're thinking, oh shit. Tampa could just be killing it here, but they just kept on messing up, kept on messing up, which, man, you just thought it wasn't going to go their way, right, thought it wasn't going to go their goddamn way, but finally, finally, they tie it up, finally, they tie it up, you know, um, in the third, Finally, they tied it up in the third, and then early field goal in the fourth. I, that that was the um, that was the big one, man. Was that early in the fourth? Whew. And avoiding you know, it was big because they avoided the interception. That was a big call, right? It was one of those moments where you think. If that was called an interception rather than 
a, um, you know, a, a broken um, pass, you know, down pass, you just think, yo, could have been a different game, could have been a different game, right, Saints, you know, they, they make some good plays, but Bucks, interception, Brady, boom, sneaks it in, sneaks it in, and then, man, it was just all about the tough D, tough defense, you know, they just hold the Saints, hold the Saints, get the ball back, and then run the goddamn clock, 30 to 20, Tampa Bay people, how many people had that shit, right? The, I do feel the Bucks were the underdogs going into this one. But now, whoo, next week, man, we got the Bucks at the Packers and the Bills against the Chiefs. And I, whew, man, I, whew, it's tough. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to think on this one because. Yeah, I don't think there's any givens. Don't think there's any givens. I mean, I would say the Chiefs, but with the way, you know, their play of late has been a little bit, uh, I don't know. I don't know. But, um, yeah, I'm going to think about this and I will get back to you on Friday, people. Okay, people, this one's running a little bit long, so we're going to end things here. But, people, go check out part two for all the Holloway Cater action from uh, UFC Fight Island 7, a.k.a. UFC on ABC 1.